Hello and welcome to the Relationships Are Underrated podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer. And I'm your host, Jonathan Asley. What's up, Jonathan? I'm <laughs> doing well, thanks. How about yourself, my friend? I don't call you John. I call you Jonathan. Well, if you want me to respond, you better call me Jonathan. <laughs> Do people ever call you John? Um, People that, you know... Like my friends from like grade school kind of friends call me John, but you know I, I kind of went more formal Jonathan when I turned eighteen. You know, I thought it'd be more professional and everything, and it would sound professional cooler. for your future yeah. career as a dating expert. There's a story to that. I'll tell you about that later, though. Another time. All right. Yeah. So today we're talking about moving in together. Ooh. Moving in together. That's a, that's a big step in relationships. Isn't it? I think, I believe that is the biggest, the biggest step in a relationship. I think it's bigger than marriage. Oh, well, that's interesting. Because um, it's practically marriage. I disagree because I know couples who have moved in together and they've gotten into fights and they've broken up and they you know moved their stuff out versus... Going through a divorce, and by the way, until you've been through a divorce like I have, my friend, believe me, you don't want know what marriage is until you're actually in divorce court. <laughs> That's when you know what marriage really is. Okay, okay, I, that, that does make sense. <laughs> now, moving in together before marriage, I feel that that is, and this is just a guess, I, I've not read any data on this, something yeah. new in the past few decades like maybe 30, 40 years. I feel like people were not moving in together in the early century before they got married. Well, and that's, you have to think Was that back. true for your parents? Oh, well, my parents, yeah, no, they got married before they ever lived together. In fact, they had got, you know, before they could have sex, they got married. So you're really talking about, and it's a good point that you bring up. It's a relatively new phenomenon is moving in together. I am going to say when we think throughout history, because think back, you know, back when people lived in tribes and, you know, they, they didn't live together in the same teepee, if you will, <laughs> but they lived in the same, you know, within a, what, a hundred foot radius or 200 foot radius <laughs> from one another. Right. Um, right. So uh, I'm, the I'm big deal was moving the... into your teepee together. <laughs> I'm looking at this yougov.com okay it says how long should you wait before moving in with a partner so it says here about three in ten americans okay 45 percent think that couples should wait at least a year before shacking up with 14 percent of these saying a couple should wait until they're married before moving in together for 17 percent the earliest acceptable time is dating for more than one year but less than two years. I well, can keep going, but that's that. That's just that. So, and I, I think we should differentiate between, say, twenty and thirty-year-olds versus forty, fifty, and sixty-year-olds, like the demographic I tend to talk to, because people in my age demographic and that you know, baby boom Gen X period, they're more apt to move in together a little bit sooner. That happens a little bit more frequently, so I think the stats, you know, might be skewed. When you take a lot of twenty-year-olds and thirty-year-olds that might wait longer, so so you're saying post-divorce in a new relationship, 
they tend to move in faster. Well, it's interesting. Two things happen. They either move in faster or they drag out relationships for, you know, like they're more situationships than they are or they're casual versus serious. So that's what I see happens in the older demographic. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. So I got a question. Yeah, go ahead. How many people have you lived with? How many people have I, how many women have I lived with? <laughs> well, oh, that's a good point. How many romantic partners have you lived with? Because I don't want to talk about dorm roommates and stuff like yeah. that. No, so. now we're getting specific. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So how many, okay. So let's think. One. I want to say a half and I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> and then. So one and a half, two. So two and yeah, a half. Two and a half. And I know the so one I, you're saying it, and a it, half. <laughs> it is it is technically three. Yeah. I would say that half is because it was legit a trial run. It was a very specific and interesting instance because this girl that I was dating, we moved in together very fast. Uh, it was a very <laughs> yeah. heated relationship. I, let's see. Three, two, three. So it was about five to six months we moved in together, which I, yeah. I don't recommend that for anybody. Yeah. But the reason why I was okay with it, well, one, because I was like, madly in love with this girl. <laughs> but uh, in Can we correct that? Way, you were madly, at- unhealthily, unhealthily attached. That's not a word, but attached to this person. <laughs> yeah, I'll agree. I'll agree with that. I will <laughs> it was that. a very unhealthy attachment to this person. Yes, it was an unhealthy attachment. We moved in in five months. And the situation was that we were subletting a place for three months. So it was not permanent. It was by definition very temporary. Yeah. So after that, it was so easy to go our own ways. Like we just packed a suitcase and then yeah. moved into this place that we subletted because her lease was up. I was nomadic. Anyway, I consider it a half because we only lived together for three months. But then after that, we actually traveled together. So, okay. Yeah. So that's it. So, so I'd say about two and a half, three. So what's interesting because there's about a 20 year age difference between us. I've only lived with one person my whole life. And that was my marriage. <laughs> I mean, that, but, I how mean, we long? D- well, we moved in together. I think we've been dating around nine months to about a year. And what happened was it was just one of those things where it was, well, I must say it was the 11 month mark. And it was one of these things, this awesome apartment came up with this ocean view and I could, and by the way, it was $1,100. And that was like a lot of money to me back then. And I couldn't afford it. And I'm like, do you want to move in together? Like that was our rationale was to get this awesome ocean view place and split, you know, we didn't split it 50-50, but, you know, we split the expenses. And it was like a conversation that lasted about a second. Because the minute she saw the place, she goes, let's move in together. Like that was our conversation. And we eventually... It's the most exciting conversation. (laughs) Well, when you say exciting, like, it was like... Maybe... It wasn't. Maybe I love you is the most exciting conversation. Well, no. What? Well, I think what... Well, when I, I reacted to what you said exciting is that for us, it was like this great ocean view place. You know, it was like, that's what made it exciting. It wasn't like we should live together because we really deeply are Yeah, but I'm I'm sure there was excitement 
to live with that person. It wasn't just because it was an ocean view. You know what? I was in my late twenties. You know, it was a whole I, I feel like the world was a different place compared to today. And you know, we would hang out with other couples every weekend. Like, and that was our, you know, that was what we did. We hung out with other couples, got hammered every weekend. And that was the gist of our life for the next year until we got engaged, I think, a year later. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. So, wait, hold on. So, were you not excited to move in with the person at the time? Well, you know, with I... With that I, person. I'm, I think I was, but I also I think was you don't, very... I you don't remember. Un, I you know, but remember. I also was very unconscious at that point in my life. I wasn't, I wasn't as aware of who I am as a person. And I'm... I'm saying this out loud because I've witnessed your journey the last nine years of your life, and you're far more conscious and aware of things that I wasn't. And yeah, yeah, so maybe. I mean, I was, you were more. Some... You're more deliberate. You're more intentional. Whereas my generation, hey, you want to move in together? It sounds great. You know, like that was the conversation. There were some parts of my decision making in relationships that. I don't know if they were very conscious, or at least I thought they were. I was more just going with the flow and maybe not thinking too much on what would be the most important thing. Well, it's interesting because we were talking about this earlier. For me, I think it was like playing house. There was something about moving in together was like, let's play house. You know? I, mean, like, I think I was that naive at that time in my life. And that's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. I hope no one does that, moves in together just so they can start playing house. Well, okay, I understand where you're going. And at the same time, it's kind of like, well, at least today, I think we're in a different world. Back then, it felt like it was okay to do that. Maybe because things were moving faster back then. And now relationships, everything goes slower. It's oh, I was thinking the other way. Really? I think so. I people think aren't getting married. People aren't getting... Oh, oh. I, people I, aren't getting married anymore. So it's just... Well, my generation... waiting are... longer and... And they're hanging out in a situationship and then they move in and then who knows how long. I mean, I've heard stories of people who have been living together and aren't married for several, several years. Not that oh, I know, a bad thing. I know I'm couples just, have been together 10 years. They live together and they're not married. And Yeah, and that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. But why I say don't play house is because you should not take moving in with someone lightly. It's very important to understand what happens when you move in with somebody. I mean, at that point, you're literally... That's why I was saying earlier that it's very close to marriage because you're blending lives. The difference with moving in together and being married is that, well, now you have a contract and and you know that you're going to stay together. And if you don't, it's going to be a legal battle. So that's the mindset. But the day-to-day is practically the same. Maybe you're not sharing your bank account quite yet. I know some of those things, but you're still, there's a lot of financial stuff. What are you paying? What am I paying? What, uh, who's paying for the groceries? Who's doing this role and that role? Who's going to cook? Who's going to, who's going to clean? So, and all that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I guess I'm just saying that I 
would recommend to people that they don't move in until they see that that person is someone who could be a potential for marriage if that's the route that they're trying to go in. I know most yeah. people are going that route. So I I would say that you don't want to move in too quickly just because it's exciting to play house and you're in well, love let me and you're ask in that you. For your, you're, you're in that whole uh, honeymoon phase, so you just want to spend all the time with them together, so let's move in. That's a very bad decision to make it in such heightened emotional states. Well, how about your first person you moved in with? Did you have that same consciousness you're talking about right now? I would say only a little bit, not enough. Yeah. <laughs> so we moved in. It wasn't that, it wasn't that quick. You, it were also, you were also in your early 20s, too. Mid... Mid oh no, mid twenties. Yeah, that's right. Mid twenties. Mid twenties. And I would say about fifty percent. So <laughs> I would say, okay, we waited a year. A year is a pretty good amount. I definitely saw this person as as a long term partner. And I thought I saw Mary. It's funny. It's all in retrospect, right? Yeah. It's like now I look back and go, oh no, that was I, sh- I should have waited. I should have thought more. And yes. I believe it was a mistake to move in with that person because I wasn't thinking on the conscious level of okay, do I see myself marrying this person and why? What are the qualities of this person that I could see blending lives with? Do they meet my non-negotiables? You know, I wasn't too conscious of, is this someone who is a long-term partner based on more facts? I was focused more on the emotional side. And I think for me, I see it almost as a precursor to marriage. I see the idea of moving in with someone as, and for me, I could meet a woman who doesn't want to get married or remarried. So I look at that as either it's kind of like my options. I think of the woman I'm in relationship with, I either want to move in together or get married. It's it's like that's I'm I'm very deliberate and intentional about it. And even if it's you know, even if it doesn't happen that way, I want some level of partnership in this. So I kind of see it as a precursor to marriage for me. Yeah, no, and it is. It definitely is a precursor to marriage because what does marriage look like typically? It's two people living together, living and blending lives. Well, okay, well, there's a couple other things. Some are starting families. Some have, you know, in, my, in mine, it's like, can you blend families with someone? There's a, there's a little different nuances going on. You True, know, versus but it starts starting with, with moving in. Yeah, absolutely. Now, a lot of people don't do this until they get married. You know, a lot of people wait even, you know, they wait till marriage to move in together. I think that, what do you think about that? I think well, that's a mistake. Int- well, I think that is one of the biggest mistakes. I believe you should move in together. I believe, and I haven't seen the statistics on this, there are some who suggest that that's not a good idea, that it ruins the relationship if you move in together. And again, I have no data to back this up. It's just anecdotal what I've heard. Whereas because when you make that commitment ahead of time, then you kind of are forced to work through your problems. Whereas moving in together, you got a little bit of an exit clause, you know. Now, this is where it gets tricky. Who's paying more of the rent? And like if, let's say, I know a woman recently or a couple of years ago, excuse me, who this is I heard from a third party. She was with a man. They were living together and he just literally broke up with her and she made no money like she paid all the bills. And 
he subsidized. Whose, whose fault is that? I don't want to get into fault. All I want to finish this thought. He <laughs> subsidized her rent for another six months until she could get on her own. But that's a really, I mean, could you imagine if he said, I'm gone and didn't, and she wasn't making any money. And all of a sudden she's, you know, like, what's she going to do with her life? This or, is or, or why living you cannot go into a living situation and start playing finance house with somebody and you guys aren't married on both parties. I would actually put both parties at fault for that because you guys could break up and you're not legally obligated to help someone financially if you're not married. Well, there is and here so, in California, I think it's called the Lee Marvin law, but that's 10 years of being in relationship together and it's considered okay. a marriage, but that's 10 years. <laughs> then there's that, what's that other, there's another law. Oh, is there? Uh, yeah, when you're living together. Oh, the, um, on, what's it called? Domestic partnership? No, common law marriage. Oh, common law. Yeah, so it says, in most states that recognize that there are four common requirements to establish a common law marriage. You must live together, have the capacity to marry, intend to be married, and hold yourself out to friends and family as being a married couple. So it's just that idea that you are legally married. Well, that's you, a lot. Long and how long of the living together does it say? <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to read all this. but Okay. okay. Um, but yeah, so... I was going to say something from earlier. When you're moving in together, it is one of the biggest, again, I think <laughs> even next to marriage is one of the biggest decisions because you will be figuring out things that affect your entire life and lifestyle. Well, I know. the financial part. And I, by the way, I did both, by the way. Yeah. I One of my relationships, I did support her, that half one. And that oh, yeah, was yeah, really yeah, tough. Right. Yeah. That was really tough. That was dumb on my part. That was my fault <laughs> because I was supporting her without thankfully you moved her, her in back with her parents before the breakup <laughs> yes yes she moved in back with her parents Thank that's God. a complicated conversation right i wouldn't technically been responsible for but of course she is a person she's a human being yeah. i can't just leave her on the street i would have helped her but you get into all those all those little issues but i do believe that it is good to move in with someone as a test for marriage because if you can't live together and if you find out and all the tests are going to pop up when you live together and if that doesn't work out no way a marriage is going to work i see yeah. the other side of it where people say no like, once you're married you just make it work but i don't know i think you can still i'm i'm in the camp of living and living together before marriage i i really do believe it's a good idea and if people say otherwise that's their choice I will say this. I know a lot of people in my age demographic that when they feel that love, that connection, and they want to, you know, reduce their expenses and spend more time together, they have moved in together. And and it, it is a little bit trickier conversation the more assets you have. I think, you know, really this becomes a big financial conversation. And it's kind of where the rubber meets the road on how you feel about this. Because I will tell you, coming back to the divorce conversation, not that I want to belabor this, is that that's usually the biggest contentious piece is the kind of the 
the dissolution of assets and, and the expectations around money. And money is a really big, important conversation and substance within a relationship. You know, who's bringing it in and are, are it, they both bringing it in? Yeah. And how is it how is it distributed? And um, and if you do have children from other marriages or whatnot, this can be a real contentious thing to talk about. With that, I think it's important then to have that discussion about how to talk before you move in together. Yes. Right. So if you guys are saying, hey, we want to move in together. We're so excited. We've been dating for x amount of months which by the way i think we'll talk about that next when to move in but yeah. if you've been dating for x amount of months and you're having the discussion of moving in together in that discussion should be the financial situation how do we see this are you moving in with me am i moving in with you are we splitting are we finding a new place if we find a new place are we splitting that how are we doing groceries? I will say all this stuff did come up in my first relationship where we moved in together. Yeah. All of that was established and handled. And we said, what is fair? And I was making... Ah, wait, wait. You no just said something. Time. I was not... What is fair? What? And what's interesting, I'm sorry. I, I, I know I'm jumping on you right now. But what one person thinks is fair and what the other person thinks is fair can be two totally different things, I think. And I That's know that didn't happen. I 100% agree. And I don't think that happened in your case, nor did in my case when I moved in with my now ex-wife. Wait, why didn't it? Why? In both. Well, why, why don't you think it was I think, well, well, interesting. Well, you mean in your case? Uh, well, or, both. I want to hear both. I'm oh, curious okay. about what, what about yours, too. Well, I really, I really don't know about your first move-in situation, but I certainly, I recognize she was a very smart cookie kind of person you know I mean she wasn't afraid to speak up and talk and and I think she was the more major breadwinner in this particular case so and you were in your starting your business so I think you were more accommodating back then and now that you're in a different circumstance in your life you're the one being more accommodating so I and that's what happened in my marriage I was the one who made the significant amount of money so I, when I say the word accommodating, I took on more of the responsibility and I was just happy that she contributed. Am I making sense? Okay. <laughs> yeah, you are, but you didn't answer the question. So oh, what we're was... talking about being fair. Oh, so being fair. So, ah, well, so accommodating, is... not accommodating. What, okay. what, where was it unfair in your relationship when you moved in? Where were things not fair? Well, this is going to come from my anger right now. So I didn't feel like I was... Appreci- come from the facts. Well, I want to get out my emotional side. So let me just say this. I didn't feel I was appreciated for the one who contributed more. And that wore on me. In fact, that kind of ended up being part of the demise in our relationship. Do you think that that could have been a conversation beforehand if you were to do things over again? Not necessarily that you wanted to or want to, but would you say, hey, I want you to uh, to be more grateful for you know you, my accommodation? Gratitude isn't something that I ever want to ask for. I, I My hope is... You just want it to be. Yeah, that's one of those ones where I, I just... And again, I'm, this is hindsight talking where I will say this. I once dated a woman who was 
worth a significant amount of money. I mean, just gigantic in that. She was in the one-tenth of one percent because she inherited a lot. I always felt that relationship felt unfair to me, but that we didn't live together. But in, a, in some ways, it was that way. And I'm, I don't want to get belabor this one either. I, I think fairness, I don't know. This is a tough subject. What feels fair? Because each person has a different perception around fairness. Well, let me ask you. Was there any moments in any one of these relationships where you thought it was unfair from your perspective, not theirs, but well, from let's, yours? Let's talk about both because so we can kind of get specific, not just unfair, but what is fair, what is unfair. I thought in the in the first relationship where we moved in together, I thought it was it was very fair. We split rent according to basically how much money we made. It wasn't like to the T of exact percentages, but I paid a little bit less because I was not making even close to what she was making. Yeah. If, I mean, if you wanted to get like super fair, maybe I should have paid even less, but, but it's fine. I hold no grudges at all. And so, yeah, we we paid we paid there. I remember she paid a little bit more for groceries for the same reason. Yeah. And yeah, so I, I don't know. Maybe she doesn't think it was fair, but she seemed happy with it and I seemed happy with it and we went into it and we did it. We found well, let me ask you this. Money. Did you guys ever have any fights about money? <laughs> there, okay, so there was one <laughs> yeah, point. See? There was one point where yeah. we moved again to a new place, which was much more expensive, and I could afford it because I was starting to make more money. Yeah, and but she was still paying a little bit more. And then there was one point, and I'm saying this truthfully, like yeah, I, I've been, I admit my faults on this podcast. Yeah, I really wasn't thinking about it, but clearly she was. And there was one point where she came up to me and said. Okay, I think you're making enough now. I think it's time to start splitting this rent evenly. Yeah. And I was like, oh. I was like, you know, yeah, I, you're right. And I said, you're right. I is, said, you're right. Isn't I, it, I wasn't thinking about it. Isn't it interesting, though, she was thinking about it. Money is a very touchy subject for a lot of people. I know my best friend. He's a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. And he's the generous type that treats for things. And, and uh, you know, there's never an issue around money. But for some people who, who can even be that rich, money can be a real, like they could be sticklers about things. I, I got a good story. Yeah. We're talking about money. I could save this for the money episode that we'll probably do. Yeah, this day. sounds like we need to do a money episode. Okay, we'll write that down. Okay. Um, all right, I'll, take the, I'll make this a quick story. So that, the second one that I lived with where we lived together for a couple months and then we traveled for a couple months. Yeah. So I know where you're we, going. <laughs> okay. You, you know where I'm going. Yeah, I know where so you're going. <laughs> she did not have a job when we left to go travel. And her goal was to get a job. So get a job, some social media job that she can do over the internet anytime, and then help pay. So we, we did say, okay, you're going to help pay for this trip. I will cover it for now, but, you know, we'll have you start paying for half of it once you get a job. She kept getting jobs and then she kept quitting the jobs. (laughs) So she'd get the job and then she'd quit and get the job and quit. So basically it came to the point where she wasn't making any money and it was kind of, and it felt very unfair on my end because it's not like she got fired or it's like she kept quitting the jobs. It's like, you got to have a responsibility to pay things. But I think she knew that I was paying for things. So it's a little bit easier. And then I went to her towards the end of the trip and I said, hey, this is what you owe. It's such a, 
uh, it's such a cringing moment. I even cringe because it's like I felt like I should do that, but it's even cringy probably on the other side to feel that you're in a relationship with someone owes, but she owed thousands of dollars. And I was getting really upset because she wasn't paying her way. And we agreed to do that before doing this trip. I never said, hey, I'm going to pay for this whole trip. And then I got very upset. And she said, well, I don't want to be with a man who's going to be nickeling and diming me. <laughs> Are you? I, I was so angry. I go, nickeling and diming. Look, this is what you owe. We agreed we were going to do this. Turns out she never paid for it. We broke yeah. up. I didn't ask her for anything. I said, just for, forget it all. I hope you had a good trip. We're done. Yeah. And uh, that wasn't the reason why we broke up. But anyways, that's my quick little money story. Is <laughs> Well, and it's, so we can, is, again. Well, we, definitely go into talking about it. And, you know, I think we should do another podcast about finances and relationships because this is and this is really yeah let's know, come back let's come back to moving in together yeah, although it still is related. i think i'm wondering okay so let's think about this is it better to move into someone's place is it better to move into a new place and i want to share a story so i have a dear friend she's been in a relationship for three years it's been a long distance relationship roughly about 30 miles of distance and they've really worked out a great routine where she's at his house on the weekends he comes once a week to her house or sometimes it's the weekends at her house and they, they probably physically see each other around four times a week uh, and then they have their own time at their homes and whatnot and they've reached a point where now they're going to live together and she doesn't really like his home uh, and what I mean to say, it doesn't feel homey to her. And during these conversations, it was more about how about we move into a different home and we rent. And by the way, they each own homes. And the idea was to rent their homes out and have their own home that they can start fresh. And he was a bit resistant to that. In fact, very resistant to that. And this has been some contention between them. And he finally I was going to use the word gave in, but it's not that. He finally recognized how important home means to her and what a home really looks like. And so he's actually remodeling the house in such a way that it feels more homey to her for her to move in. And the, her point was, I'm the one making a greater sacrifice by uprooting myself. By the way, she's, it turns out she can rent her house and probably make double what the mortgage is. So it's gonna turn into a nice little income for her. But it was a contentious conversation and they, you know, and he said, let's get an interior decorator. And that was when she knew he was serious and they hired an interior decorator and they've been remodeling. So her idea was let's start fresh versus me melding in with him because it was a mel she said it would be melding into him instead of blending in with him if they moved into a separate place they would be blending together this was just interesting terminology and i share this story because i've witnessed this relationship go through their ups and downs and they've had the money talks and everything and they've really done it in a very conscious deliberate intentional way I think that that is a really great example of very grown up, very grown up for sure. My current fiance, Megan, when she moved in, she moved into 
what would, I guess, be sort of considered a bachelor pad, very masculine design. <laughs> and so she came in, and for a while, she did not feel like it was her place. She felt yeah. like she moved into my place. And so over time, she added different design to the place to make it hers. And so now, every couple of months, I kind of tease and joke around, but also kind of serious. I ask her, I say, does it feel like your place yet? <laughs> oh, gee, really? And, and now she says yes. It, it took a while. Okay. Yeah, because she's had a lot of a lot of impact on the way the place looks. I mean, she completely redesigned my office. Oh. We we put different things on the walls, and we got a couple new pieces of furniture that made it so it felt like hers. Mm-hmm. And so that was very important to her, and I understood that importance. And we also, lucky enough, have very similar taste and design. So when she wanted to, ch- to change things. I thought that was fine, so it could feel more like her place. Well, let's talk about couples who have totally different design desires and totally different, you know, just personalities when it comes to their home. And and we didn't even touch upon even the idea of, is one person a clean person, the other person's a messy person? And we didn't even think about that when we talked about this ahead of time, and it just occurred to me. Like, this is where all the real nuances start to come in. This is why you gotta live together before you get married, the modern way. I really, you know, you gotta see, is this person someone who is a disaster? I mean, you might know that ahead of time. Well, yeah, I'm sure you spend weekends together, so there is a sense of how the person lives. Right, but maybe they're so good at cleaning their place so well. That's me. When, when you're over, and then when they're there, there's just wrappers everywhere. And well, I'm a bachelor, and, so if I don't make my bed for a couple of days, it's not a big deal. If I, you know, my half of my bed is used for the clean clothes that I laundered, and I, I usually get to it a day or two later when I fold. But but when I have company over i know someone i mean i go out of my way to do a real good cleaning job and i'm not a slob okay let me be clear about that but when you live by yourself and you work from home you you kind of like do i really need to put that much effort into cleaning up for just me or or straightening up i should say trying to think of when i lived alone i was pretty clean i enjoyed a clean place because i i can't think when it's dirty but i I might go through phases where it's like really dirty and then I just don't give a shit for a couple of weeks and then it's really, really clean. And then like when it's really clean, it's like everything is in its perfect place and there's not a speck of dust anywhere. <laughs> I'd kind of go through little phases like that. I know this is such a non sequitur. Did you ever see the movie Don John? Yeah, but I, I it's so long ago. Oh, but there was just something about he was buying a Swiffer cleaner for to clean his floors, and his girlfriend's like, "Why would you do that? You should just have a maid." And he really enjoyed cleaning his place. It was a sense of pride. That's not necessarily my personality. <laughs> I think. Oh, by the way, I'll probably never get a date after just saying all this now. <laughs> Are you trying to? Are you trying to? I think I'm ruining my chances here. (laughs) You want to meet some some ladies listening to this podcast? (laughs) Well, that wasn't intent, but I just realized I'm shooting myself in the foot. But when I was when I was in relationship with someone and we spent four days together, it was always you know clean up the kitchen, do this, make the bed together. We actually did a lot of the cleaning together, and I was more motivated when I'm with somebody to be a little bit more you know, organized is really it, not clean, because I appreciate clean. It's just organized. 
Megan takes care of most of the organization now and the cleanliness. But before we stepped into our roles, what we would do is call the 10 minute pickup. So let's do a 10 minute pickup. You know, it's like Sunday morning. You really yeah. overused the the apartment condo or whatever because yeah. you've had people over. You've been doing this. You just want to relax. And you wake up Sunday morning and you're like, oh, the place is kind of a mess. Like, let's clean it up. But you're lazy. So you, <laughs> so what we would do is say, okay, quick 10-minute pickup. And we'd set the timer. And I'd be like, Alexa, set timer 10 minutes or whatever. <laughs> really? And yeah. I'm, I'm you serious. really do and, this? Yeah. I mean, we don't do as much anymore because she keeps the place so clean that it doesn't really happen. Yeah. Although once in a while we still do it. If, you know. Got it. Did you ever yeah, see go, the okay. movie The Breakup? Yeah. Oh, There's a times. scene where <laughs> Jennifer Aniston says, I want you to help me do the dishes. And he's sitting there playing video games and she's I asking want him again you to and again. Want to help I want you to, to want the to clean up the dishes. And he's like, Why the heck do I want to clean the dishes? Why would I <laughs> want to do that? Oh my gosh. Such One a of my movie. favorite scenes. Such a good movie. But yeah, uh, we'll do, we'll, we would do that and it, it, it works very well. Because you know what ends up happening is. Yeah. First of all, you'd be surprised what you can do in 10 minutes. You end up cleaning most of the place up. And then once you're at 10 minutes and it's going off, you're just in it already and you just finish it. It might take another five minutes and then your place is clean. I don't know. That's a little thing that, that we do. In, you know, in I have house. this ridiculous thing. Uh, I usually go out lately since COVID. I go out Friday nights and I've been hanging out with some of my oldest and dearest friends. And I got into this weird routine of cleaning my bathroom before I left my house, like an hour before I left. Because when I came home, it was like clean, just the bathroom. But it was like, it was nice to come home to a clean bathroom because I was stuck all day by myself. There was something about, and I would put, I always put bleach down the sink, you know, so it has that kind of cleaner smell. And it was this weird routine I got into. <laughs> you know what I would do senior year of college? What? I would drunk clean my room. <laughs> It was. It you was. You got drunk and thing. cleaned your room. <laughs> like, well, I'm in college, so I'm going out all the time yeah. and drinking, right? Yeah. So senior year, I'd go out and party. This didn't happen every time, but a lot of times I would come home. You come home drunk, yeah. And and I'm oh, and that's drunk, the time you cleaned. And then I would clean my room, not like scrubbing, would just like put my clothes away, like organize things, yeah. and make it look nice. And then I'd wake up the next morning. And I'd be so confused on why my place was so nice looking. <laughs> it's like almost like I'd black out, clean my room. And so it's like it didn't make sense, right? It's like I'm waking up with this pounding headache and a hangover in yeah. this spotless room. And it was just funny because like, oh, I, I like drunk me. He gets things done. So how are we going to what's the last thing we should talk about? When it comes to moving, not last thing, but what comes to anything comes to mind well, here. I think we, we skipped one of the biggest things that What's actually that? most people talk about. I think we skipped when we, we only touched. Oh, we skipped when when should you move in? Oh, OK. Well, then we briefly we briefly touched upon that. We talked about the idea of what it means to move in, but when to move in. I can start okay. with this one. OK. I think minimum. A year. Minimum a year. So absolutely not less than a year. And and then after that, it kind of right, just depends on what why? your life circumstances. Why did you pick a year? Why not 10 months? I, why not 15 months? Why a year? 
a I'm, full I'm being year picky dating. Here for a so I want to say, by the way, it's a year from being exclusive. It's not a year of your first date. Well, people tend to get more. Ex- I think, in my age demographic, exclusivity happens pretty quickly. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, usually because because when you're of exclusive. Time. You end up spending more intentional time together. So if you're exclusive in a agree. week or exclusive in three months, whatever. Okay. But a year-ish about from the time you become exclusive. And the reason is because a year you really get to know someone. You see as much as you can see without having lived with that person. So I'm not well, saying you're going to see it all and know 100% that this is the perfect person to move in with. But you have figured out who they are. You have understood what kind of lifestyle they lead. Hopefully you guys have talked about what you see your relationship being like or how you guys would blend lives together. You see that person in every type of emotional situation, right? So you see someone stressed. You see someone happy. You see someone anxious. You see someone sad. You see all that person. You really learned about them, and that gives you the idea if they are someone to move in with. So it's interesting you use a year because – when you think about four seasons, there's the, you know, the summer, you know, there's the, the fall, the winter and the spring. And each season, to some degree, goes through changes. And I've I've heard the following. A relationship goes through a period of what's called forming, storming, norming and transforming. And I'll repeat that forming, storming norming and transforming so let me just kind of uh, touch upon this because in the beginning you're forming a relationship with someone until bump 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 there's conflict (laughs) hence the storming and couples that tend to go the distance are the ones who are really good at conflict resolution and it's usually if you're living together it's going to happen you're going to have conflict relatively soon i mean there's going to be differences of opinion we were talking about fair we were talking about money and all these things or cleanliness and if you can overcome that you can you overcome the storms you start to normalize and the the transforming is saying seeing the relationship something bigger than what it is in other words seeing it from a place of growth with one another and i agree one year is a good amount of time to get a sense about a person I would say so. so. And, and and then another year after that if you want to consider marriage. <laughs> but that's another conversation. That is another conversation. I'm really excited to have that one actually, but uh but I think yeah, just to be quick with that one, I do believe a year is good for for that as well. Yeah, cool. This was uh this was a good episode. This was very interesting. I like talking about this. It is I think one of the reasons why we decided to pick this topic is because it's a big one in relationships. And it's like I said, it's one of the I agree. It's not marriage, but it is right there next to it in terms of biggest decisions. And I'm going to recommend maybe later on down the road, we get an expert on and we go into this a much deeper. I mean, this might be a consideration, you know, because this is a really, really important conversation. And, And really to talk about the real how to's not from this naive you know, love will just solve every problem fantasy perspective, but really looking at it, I mean, we touched upon some great points, but I, I, this is a really important conversation that should be discussed more often. 
I'm sure we'll definitely come back to it. Absolutely. Very good. Well, this is a great episode. I'm excited for more. We are four episodes into our journey on relationships are underrated. If you are listening on Spotify, we'd love a five-star review. If you're listening on iTunes, we would also love a five-star review and a comment. It's great to hear from people. And of course, we love the high reviews because it spreads it to more people. If you have a one-star review for us, uh, just don't listen to the podcast anymore. It's okay. <laughs> anyway, thanks for, for, for reviewing us. Thanks for subscribing. It really helps us out on our mission here to open people's eyes to all the hard conversations and topics in relationships. Amen so to that. Trip Kramer signing off. And this is Jonathan Asley signing off. Talk to you on the next episode.